the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host. Thanks for joining us. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Marcus is in Oklahoma City. Hey, Marcus, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, how are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, I'll just be quick and to the point. 2020, 2021, I was working a mortgage company. Um, they closed their doors in 2022. I was making quite a bit. Uh, now I'm a teacher. Didn't file my taxes for 2020 and 2021. Uh, probably 80% of that was um, obviously commission. So I did dumb. Uh, I know I need to file those now, obviously, and I'm going to owe quite a bit. I was just going to see if I could maybe get some um, advice on how to go about doing that in the, the least harmful way. Ouch. Okay, here's the thing. Not paying taxes is not a criminal act. Not filing taxes is a criminal act. That's what's weird. We do not have a debtor's prison. They don't put people in jail for not paying their taxes. But they do put people in jail, about $2,500 a year, for failure to file. Okay? So that's that's the danger that you're in. I'm more concerned about that than I am the payment plan. I don't think you're in trouble, and because 99% of the time that you're not some poly, not some public figure, that you come and self-file, you know, you, you catch up your filings, they're just all late, um, sure. you don't get into any criminal issues. But I want you to get it done now. I don't want yes, them sir. to come find you, okay? I want yes, you sir. to go to them, like, immediately. No later than the middle of January, these documents need to be filed, okay? Yes, sir. You know, that's the panic. Then the second issue is how do we pay it? Well, number one, we've got to assess the damage and figure out from the actual filings what you actually owe. And then, um, you know, your worst case scenario is you're selling some stuff and putting uh, the KGB, I mean the IRS, on a payment plan. Okay. So uh, because, I mean, if you were doing mortgage origination in 2020, you made some bank. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like what would you make that year? Probably two two fifty, and you paid zero taxes. Yes, sir. Did you save any? Yeah, yeah, I got got about uh, probably a hundred thousand saved. Oh, good. Okay, because you're probably going to have a hundred thousand dollar tax bill. Oh yeah. Okay. If you got two years of that, you will. Yeah, easy. Yeah. So you're going to give them what you got to limit it and then you're going to work out the payments what you've got to have is a real tax pro in your corner right now and if you'll go to ramseysolutions.com and click on the tax elp for your area there in oklahoma city i know them they're good people they can sit down with you and help you first get the filings done and then secondly negotiate the payment plan and how much of this you got to throw at them to keep them off your bank account because we don't want them putting liens on everything after you file, but also don't want them putting bracelets on you that connect because you didn't file. Yes, sir. So we need to get filed, and uh, and then we need to develop the, the how tough the path is that we've got to walk through. Do you own a home? Yes, sir. What's it worth? Uh, about 500 What do you owe? 
about 200. Okay. Well, and, and what is your household income nowadays? Um, probably about 70. I have three jobs right now. So I'm a teacher. I do some data entry at night and I do wait some tables on the weekends. You have any money other than the hundred? Uh, no. You have any money in retirement? You have money in retirement? I do. Okay. All right. I do not tell people to cash out retirement for, um, for, to pay off debt. I might to pay off the IRS to keep from selling your home. You follow me? So that's what you've got to get into. You've got to ascertain, because let's just say this, okay? Let's say it's 150 and you throw 100 down and you say, okay, we're going to pay, uh, 20 or we're gonna pay two thousand dollars a month for three years and we'll be out of debt that's okay but if it's a if it's 200 and you put 100 down and you're gonna be in debt for a decade you don't want that you need to you need to clean out something else the house or the retirement accounts and clean up the mess so the not filing and it's not the not filing the not paying and the not filing i hope it's not a ton more than the hundred when you get there it's going to be something more than that but you've you need to get you need to understand the size of the problem the uh the not knowing is a bigger stress inducer than knowing the details so you've got the cancer diagnosis you just don't know what the treatment is yet and you don't know whether it's terminal you you know so the first thing they do is they scare you to death and you go around for about two months with or two weeks with no information and then they start going okay well here's the treatment plan oh you mean i'm not going to die well that would have been handy information about a week ago you know and that's kind of what you're dealing with here is that same set of emotions. So, um, you know, the, uh, uh, yeah, get with a tax pro today. When you hang up, open up RamseySolutions.com, click on tax pro ELP at uh, Oklahoma City and go sit down with them this week. I don't give a crap if it's Christmas. Uh, you know, you need to give yourself a gift to get this monkey off your back. Oh, man, that's scary. Yeah, and I hope he has – he saves some money. I hope he also has some write-offs and records of that kind of stuff uh, so that he can, you know – The better your records, the more you can limit this. Yes, that's exactly right. Write-offs and records. Tax Pro here is huge, though. Do not try to figure this out on your own. No, and don't go ask the IRS what to do. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. It's like asking a dog if it's hungry. You know, <laughs> no, we don't do that. So, you know. Where did you get your tax information from the IRS? Oh my God, you're a fool! You know, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't ask them. We don't ask the fox about the hen house. Yeah. Hello, yeah. So yeah, oh, oh yeah, they're tasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way, don't ask them for grace either because they don't have any. Uh, this is get your tax pro to help you. You mean with Grace quit? I used to talk to Grace. No, <laughs> yeah, no. right. I used to talk yeah. to her weekly. She called yeah. me all the it's time. It's like from Christmas vacation. She died ten, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they're just not going to be kind. And a tax pro here is going to be your advocate, and they know everything that they, they can do. They're they're worth it. So don't try to navigate this on your own. Yeah, and and there's and here's the last part of this. Okay, the, these commercials. That are on cable TV. Do you have ten thousand dollars or more in tax debt? Mm-hmm. We can get it forgiven. We have ex IRS agents working for us. Just give us five thousand dollars, and we will promptly do nothing for the next twenty four months. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. That's a complete freaking scam. There's a thing called the OIC, an offer in compromise that you can get your federal income taxes forgiven. About one percent of them are approved. You have to prove total paupership. 
meaning you don't have a house, you don't have a job, you don't have any potential income, and you don't have any assets of any kind. And then they will forgive your debt after fooling with them for about two and a half years. Don't answer those stupid butt cable TV ads. Go get a tax pro and actually work a plan to get the mess cleaned up. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Sarah's with us in Honolulu. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's well, up? My question is um, what I should do with an inheritance that I'll be receiving. Okay. How much of an inheritance did you get? 180000 Wow. Who left you that? Uh, my mom. Oh, I'm sorry. When did she pass, hon? Um, earlier this year. Oh, my. I'm sorry. How old are you? Um, 52. 52? Yes. Okay, cool. What do you make a year? My husband and I's um, household income is 250000 net. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, how long have you been listening to us? A while off and on. Okay. So you've heard us talk about the baby steps, I assume. Yes, we don't have any uh, debt except for our mortgage that we owe four hundred and ten thousand. Okay. Um, do you have an emergency fund? Yes, it's fifty-five thousand. All right, good. Do you have um, anything say for your kids' college, or are they grown and gone? Um, they're grown. They're kind of doing it now. We and we do have in our checking account. Um, we have a hundred thousand right now. Okay. All right. For what? Um, I don't know. We're just, we don't know what to do. We're just overthinking everything. Okay. And, right. um, so you have a hundred thousand in addition to this 180? Yes. Okay. So that's 280 and you owe 400 and you make 250. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, as you probably have heard, if you've listened for just a few minutes on the show, we know that from the data we have and the 30 years of experience doing this, that as we talk with millionaires, they have two primary areas that cause them to become their fir- to get their first one to five million dollars of net worth, and the two primary areas are a paid-for house and their built-up retirement plan, or you know, investing steadily into your 401k, Roth IRAs, and those sorts of things. And so we teach people 
to become debt-free other than their home and baby steps two and then three is have an emergency fund you've done those Baby step four is invest 15% of your income into retirement. You should already be doing that, or you should start doing that. Five is kids' college does not apply here. Yours are grown and gone. And six is pay off the house early. So if you were to work the baby steps, you would apply any free money that you have, not counting an emergency fund, not counting putting 15% of your income towards retirement, any other free money that you have, like for instance, $180,000 inheritance, or any free money that you have, like for instance, an extra hundred grand laying around sloppily in the checking account, I would throw all of those towards paying off your home as soon as possible. If you did that, you would only owe about $100,000 on your house and you could pay it off in a couple of years. Okay. And if you had a paid-for house then, that'd be a whole cool thing, because that house in Honolulu is pretty stinking expensive. Yes. What's it worth? I believe about 1.1. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So paid-for house alone makes you a millionaire, right? Yes, it does. So any objection to paying off your house? Um, The only... Um, thing that we've been thinking about is that um, we may have, we may or may not have to move in a year or two to the West Coast, and we haven't decide, been able to decide where we want to retire when my husband retires in seven years. So we're just kind of like that doesn't matter. Kind of- you can sell the house when you move. Okay. You're not giving okay, the money away. You're <laughs> you're putting you're paying off a house. When you sell the house, they give you a check. Okay, and then another option was uh, Smart Investor Pro said that um, we could invest the money until it builds up to the amount that we need to pay off the mortgage. No, they didn't. If they did, they're not going to be a Smart Investor Pro anymore because that's contrary to what we teach, and they know that. Okay. I'll fire them for doing that. They can't, I will not endorse someone that says to do that. And SmartVestor Pro is who I endorse. So you hang on. We need to find out who it was that said that, and I want to follow up on this story and make sure you got your story straight before I fire them. Because so, that's not what we teach people to do, and we don't send people to SmartVestor Pros who teach them to do something different than what we teach. We never tell someone to build up enough in their mutual fund with their SmartVestor Pro until they pay off their house. We tell them pay off the stinking house as fast as you can. Throw the money at it as fast as you can. So either you misunderstood or they're getting ready to get fired, one of the two. So uh, we'll find out about that. We'll have uh, Austin pick up and find out what the real what really is going on here. But, um, no, you need to pay off your house, son. Throw the money at the house. That's what I would do. You called and asked me. Now, you're a grown-up. You get to do whatever you want to do. But um, I don't think your mom who left you this money is going to be mad when your house is paid off. I think it's a great legacy, a great tip of the hat to your mom, a great way of honoring her uh, to have your home paid off. The difference in stability in your life, the difference in future wealth building, making 250000 living in a million-dollar paid-for house, how fast you will be able to add to your wealth is, is mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. So hang on. Austin will pick up. We'll get to the bottom of that. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ken, that sometime type of thing sometimes comes up. So we've got about 5,000, 6,000 people that we endorse mm-hmm. through our uh, SmartVestor Pro program or whether it is through the ELP program with real estate, taxes, and so on. 
Uh, we require all those people to first and foremost have the heart of a teacher. We require them second to give advice that is consistent with the advice that you hear here so that I'm not telling you to do one thing and then someone I send you to is telling you to do something else. That would be hypocritical. And then you're just confused because of the inconsistent lack of integrity that that represents. So that is, that is something we require. So when we tell you to go to a Smart Vista Pro, you're going to get the heart of a teacher and advice that is consistent with what you hear here. And that advice is not consistent. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it's almost perpendicular. Well, and I wanted you to explain why, because I think it, that makes a lot of sense to people. Okay, put it in a mutual fund, let it gain some. Why do we teach the opposite to say, no, let's knock the house out get on that not save it up in an investment fund and then pay it off Why because in my that? experience of doing this for 30 years when you build up 400,000 or 200,000 in a mutual fund you end up doing something stupid but with it instead of paying off the house yeah yeah so it ends up becoming a distraction it ends up being a problem yeah. rather than a blessing right and um about half the time about half the time people actually follow through on it mm-hmm. but it's a bunch of theoretical hogwash Oh, I'm going to make money at 12% in the mutual fund, and I'm going to offset the 7% mortgage or 5% mortgage or whatever I've got. No, you're not. All right. You're taking risk here that you're not even ascertaining. Yep. You're not even measuring risk properly. Yeah. So that's just, that's, you know, I the number of millionaires that we interviewed out of 10,000 millionaires that said, Dave, the way we got rich was we saved up money in a mutual fund and paid off our house. Almost none. <laughs> right. Almost none. Right. They paid off their house, and they dumped money in their 401Ks into mutual funds. That's how they did it. It's almost none. might be five or something Mm -hmm. out of 10,000 of them. So, you know, these people, all these people have freaking theories, but they're people with no money. They got all these theories, well, or they've got a conflict where they're trying to get a commission. That's the issue. And so, w- whether it's it shouldn't be from one of our better uh, not be from one of the folks that, that pisses teach me teach. off. Yeah, but put my name on there's that. an agenda. It's Ramsey trusted. Hello. Yeah. Good God. You know. So I'm. But most of the time when we check into this, when it comes up on the air, someone misunderstood. Yeah. Or the story was wrong. Yeah. Hopefully. Or that's whatever. The case. So hopefully that's the case there, and it's because it almost never happens because we're so freaking hardcore on the due diligence with these folks that we put in these systems because ramsey trusted does mean something it means i trust them hello and everybody that works here does hello this is the ramsey show Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Philip and Rebecca are with us. Hey, guys, where are you? Hey, how are you? Where you guys live? We're actually from Phoenix City, Alabama, which is outside of Auburn. Auburn, Alabama, and you're wearing an Aggie shirt. I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, so we actually moved to Alabama because I joined the military. So we're oh. actually from Texas. Oh, right. okay. Now I understand. All right. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you. What, which branch are you in? I'm in the Army. Huh? I'm a competitive shooter, and uh, she is a nurse. Cool. Okay. So uh, competitive shooter. Now, I'm going to sidebar just a second. What the flip? What do you do? 
Uh, so, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I actually went to the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, I compete. Oh, with I, the air rifles then? Uh, I'm actually a shotgun shooter, shotgun. but you're close. Okay. All yeah, right. so I, I'm a competitive shooter, uh, and what they do is they then take my name and likeness and try to get people to join as well and show what the Army uh, can provide for you as a career. So with a shotgun. Correct. So you're talking nice. about clays and... That's me. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay. So you essentially are a spokesperson for the Army by showcasing your skill. That's exactly right. Yep. Very you know, interesting. Cool. All right. Thanks for the sidebar. All right. That's How exciting. much debt have you paid off? We paid off um, $275,000 in five years. In 60 months. Yeah. And your range of income during that time? Uh, it was from, uh, let's see, I got it written down here, 115 to 165. Okay. Very cool. And you're in the military. We got that established. You said you're a nurse? I'm a nursing director. Nursing director. Okay. Two great careers. Very cool. Very cool. So what kind of debt was the 275? Um, we had a couple of cars and our mortgage. Paid off your house. Paid off the house. Couple of weirdos. <laughs> Absolutely. I love you. Wow. <laughs> What's this house worth? Uh, well, it was originally two twenty, but now it's about three twenty-five. Excellent. Wow. How old are you two? Twenty-eight. Twenty-seven. Wow. And you have a paid-for house that's worth two hundred and or three hundred thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Wow. 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 Well, tell us the story. How'd you get turned on to Ramsey, and how'd you do all this stuff? So I actually uh, grew up listening to you through my parents. Uh, Financial Peace Baby. Yes, I was. Okay. Yep. So uh, I listened to you. It was right after some lady that would come on and talk about uh, computers. And uh, I would tune into your channel after hers. And uh, we would listen to you on the way home from Christmas and Thanksgiving and while on the road. So I just kind of got interested. And uh, actually, we whenever we bought our house in 2018, uh, about three days later, a hurricane came over. And uh, I had never been in debt a quarter million in my life before and then three days later for a hurricane to come over it kind of sends a little bit of a shock through you right so then i was like you know i don't want to be in debt anymore we should probably listen to what this dave guy has to say so. wow so kim commando i bet yes that was her yeah yep. kim's a friend of mine that's awesome yeah she's been doing talk radio almost as long as i have yeah way to go you guys congratulations so you did it Two hundred seventy-five thousand. how long have you two been married five years okay so the whole time you've been married, we're getting this debt paid off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we actually bought the house just a few months after we got married. Okay. All right. Very fun. So, uh, Rebecca, at what point did you realize you had married a freak? <laughs> this guy's crazy. He listens to these people on the radio and wants to get out of debt. I know, right? Well, actually, we grew up together, so I've known oh, him my whole life. Oh, you knew all along. I know. I knew what I was getting you into. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> okay childhood sweethearts mm-hmm. yeah, there's a picture of us somewhere where we're both about eight years old at a birthday party together so oh my gosh wow wow there we go very cool the only thing i can think of is they've known each other a long time which probably takes away that weird situation when he comes to date and his dad her dad brings out the shotgun then he's like oh well i better not bring out the shotgun this, <laughs> that could be a really tough situation there you had some skills i'm guessing early on i could give him some lessons i know sorry that's where my brain goes oh these... cool you got a shotgun <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he's probably pretty proud of you as well i'm guessing absolutely uh, okay here's what i want to know so you guys start right out of the gate you know newly newlyweds and we're going to go after this big goal was there a time where you wavered at all, or were you? And if you did, how did you stay focused, or were you just kind of locked in the whole time? Curious. Great, great question. So I actually, uh, like any advice that I get, I don't just like jump all the way in. I kind of like test it a little bit. Uh-huh. So it took me a little while, to be honest. Did not get rid of the credit cards right away. It took me a minute, and then <laughs> over time, 
it just seemed like everything that that y'all teach came true so then as it slowly became became like a thing that comes true every time i was like okay maybe i should trust a little bit more then trust a little bit more so it just kind of like went from dipping my toe in the water to jumping you know head first yeah that's fair yeah i mean that's wisdom that's right a good dose of cynicism will keep you out of a mess that's right yeah one other follow-up question and it's shotgun related i can't help myself <laughs> instead of cutting up the carts did you throw yours in the air and shoot them i'm just curious uh actually i just went with the shredder but okay, yeah that it would have been more right. fun to go ahead yeah. and shoot them though. a little disappointed you didn't do that I'll no, we've honest. had some people do some pretty creative yeah, plastic surgeries with firearms <laughs> um so, some um yeah one guy with a 223 on full auto yeah it was he, oh, he just so shredded them it was great <laughs> yeah so a lot of fun good job you guys i'm proud of you i bet your parents are hollering and yelling i bet they're screaming and loud oh they'd be watching <laughs> i love it i love it well they should be yeah. they should be way to go you two you got an incredible start you're going to be multi-millionaires now somebody else is 28 or 27 or 25 is listening they're going gosh when i'm 28 i'd like to have a paid for house what do you tell them the key to getting out of debt is you just got to be boring i mean that's the best advice you've ever given is that everything that you should do is it should be so boring that you get tired of it like whenever you're out and you're you're spending your money you're trying to make things more exciting than what they actually have to be and the 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 secret is that there is no secret and until you learn that then uh you know you're not doing it the right way rebecca what do you think my advice would be it's a deliberative act you have to choose this lifestyle and just continue moving forward with it Uh, we're very competitive people by nature and you know just watching the debt tick down is what kept us going you gamified it yep yeah yeah it's addicting yeah to to run through it and knock it out it is yeah yeah that's very cool waiting for the next paycheck to come in so we can throw more money on it (laughs) yeah it's kind of dumb i mean you know it's kind of like so i can mark through these zeros you know it's like Mm -hmm. wow but it's not dumb because when you get there, the other side of it, how's it feel now? Oh, amazing. Yeah. There yeah. was this moment, you know, whenever we, we reached Christmas last year where we had $70,000 left mm. and we were like, huh, wonder if, wonder if we can do 70000 by next Christmas. Yeah. And we looked up and it wasn't even Halloween yet and we got our 70000 wow, already paid for that. So That's awesome. When you put it in front of you, that's how it works. Hey, we got the Live and Give box for you, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. You're going to be one quick and early. Wow, 28 years old. Here you are already. Absolutely. You guys are amazing. I'm so proud of you, heroes. Well done. And thanks again for your service. Uh, Also, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book's in there, the Total Money Makeover book's in there. You'll give that to one of your friends who might have been thinking you were crazy. Uh, Even the uh, Financial Peace University membership. So uh, all of that's there, the Live and Give box. And thank you for coming all the way up from Auburn, Alabama. And uh, thanks again for your service, and Merry Christmas to you. Way to go. Philip and Rebecca, 275000 paid off. That's house and everything. They did it in the first five years of their marriage. House is worth three-something now. They're well on their way to being Baby Steps millionaires. 115000 income up to one sixty-five, Debt-free. House and everything. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> I love it. That is so fun. That is so fun. That's great. I feel like we should be celebrating Old West style right now, just firing shotguns in the air, you know, celebrating. Yeah, because they, they fired shotguns a lot in the Old West. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
Well, sort of the bar scene. Yeah. It was more of the revolvers. Yeah, the but revolvers. Okay. I, I understand. Yeah. I took a little bit of... Yeah, you reached. Uh, well, I went to the West, you and I thought instead of the skis. revolver, yeah. let's go with the shotgun. I was making it all come together. <laughs> I mean, you got to give me a little creative license here. But that's a great story, though. Another young couple here who's literally changed the trajectory Man, of their life. That's two in a row. Both wow. of them under 30 with paid-for houses. It's crazy. I mean, you know how many years I did this show before th- somebody under 30 came I'm curious. on and paid off their house? Paid off their house. Yeah. And it happened twice just today already. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You won't see that on TikTok. <laughs> you do if you watch this show. Yes, there it is. Because <laughs> we're taking up some space <laughs> in that crazy environment. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. You can hear him daily on The Ken Coleman Show and podcast broadcast on radio on sirius xm on podcast on youtube and he's always talking about your career and your job and how to make more money and how to do something fun with your life where you actually end up with money and that's a cool idea uh, lots of cool projects and things around that including his number one best-selling book paycheck to purpose he's my co-host today uh, aaron is in orlando hi aaron how are you i'm doing well how are you Better than I deserve. What's up in your world? Well, I have a couple of questions for you. Um, I'm born right now with the current economy uh, to what either start my own business or to enter a better paying trade than what I am currently in uh, for the long haul. Mm-hmm. What trade are you in? Uh, currently, I do... Uh, Lift station work, um, sewage pump stations, um, and either for private companies and then uh, I maintain them. What do you make? I currently make $24 an hour at 22. Okay. You're 22 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. And what trade are you thinking about pivoting to or moving to? Are there several or is there one that's got your attention? The one trade that has my real attention and has been one I've wanted to for a while is I would like to do line work if I don't start my own business. Yeah. Um, Big yeah. money. Big money. Big money. In fact, I was I was talking to a guy a couple weeks ago who runs a line company training business, uh, a line train these folks, and, and it's just they're looking for people. There's great opportunity. So what's keeping you from moving into that? He might open his own business. Well, like, yeah, but I want to know the answer to this first question because I think I think that helps us with the second one. Are you are you well, truly considering it? You've been thinking about it a long time. Why haven't you moved? The biggest thing with is economic climate. I live in Florida, mm-hmm. um, and that's one thing that has kept me from throwing away a job and going full jumping full in to try to start my own business and. Because right now, the price of everything in Florida is so high. Oh, I understand. Not a lot of people have the money to go ahead and pay Why would you be throwing away a job if you're taking another job in line? That's what I want to know why you haven't moved towards that trade, the line. Okay. Um, Currently, um, one of the biggest things is I would have to travel, and I'm not trying to jump into a vehicle payment to get a better vehicle where I can travel with. Okay. Um, but you're assuming But you're assuming that you have to go into debt to be able to get a decent vehicle to be able to get to the job. You have any money? 
I have uh, about uh, $2,500 in emergency um, after some medical expenses. I recently okay, so when they of. hire you to do a line job, do they pay a signing bonus of any kind right now? Uh, no, sir. Um, there's a local union out of Ocala, Florida that I'd be looking to join, um, and that's a three-and-a-half-year process to get a journeyman's card, and that would put me in the range of 44 an hour. Okay, yeah. All right, so it's not instantaneous. It takes a while. All right, now the business idea takes 20 minutes to start, but you just don't know whether to do it right now. What is it? It's fencing. I have some experience doing it from I used to work at a municipality, um, and I have some experience doing that. Um, building the fence. Yes, sir, building and installing, uh, clearing the land to go ahead and install the fence. Commercial fencing or residential? Uh, residential is what I have experience with, um, like cattle fence and then re- residential privacy. What kind of equipment do you need for that? If I needed equipment, the ideal and what you would really need to turn over a profit margin would be a small skid steer with an auger is the best piece of equipment you can use if you're not trying to break your back. and It saves about... 75%. Okay, so time. what's a good one going to cost? 10000 Yeah. Yeah. So now you know what you're dealing with. I I don't want to make your decision for you or hang something on you, but I would say that I think that you should try saving up the money for the auger, and let's see if we can get a couple contracts here and there. But this isn't an all-in situation. I don't, think you, have looking, to, I don't think, yeah. think you have to quit your job to start working I agree. on fencing as a side gig. Yeah, I agree. I think you could pick up some side gigs with it. Break your back for a little while. <laughs> You're 22, and and yeah, and dig some holes, man, and, and build a fence or two. Get the profit from that by the skid steer yeah, used, yeah. Uh, and then you can increase your profits and increase your speed. But um, listen, there's there's never an economy that allows you to start a business ever that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's always hard. The worst boss you'll ever have is working for yourself. That guy is a butthole. He will work you to death. <laughs> you yes, follow sir. me? Yes, sir. But yeah. you're not, Aaron. You're not. We're, we're just metaphorically speaking. <laughs> yes, sir, I, I currently do do fencing as a side gig, and that's part of what's keeping me from wanting to jump pull in as well is I currently do do it as a side gig. Um, Great. There picking up contracts. Are you making any money? Um, uh, yes, sir. Um, the Yes and no, depending on help. Um, down here, it's very hard to find help, uh, especially in my area. Um, you can't really find anyone who is worth anything. So, Aaron, someone wants to work. so here's the deal. I don't want in any way to to, you know, squelch the dream here but that's this is some really good data you're getting as to whether or not is this something i really want to do and i think you've got some real options here you know what the path to moving into the trade of being a linesman looks like and maybe you can launch a business once you get into that industry and really get some great experience and they pay you well to learn the trade I think you're at a, an inflection point where you have to decide, is this, if I had the 10000 if I had all the clients, would I really want to do the fence business? When I'm 30 years yeah. old, what am I going to be glad I did? Yeah. Okay. That's the way you ask it. When I'm 32 years old, 10 years from today, a decade from now, 
and whatever you do, both of these things are hard physical work. Mm -hmm. Both of these things have risk. Both of these things have strain. Both of these are hard. Both of them have tremendous income potential. Either way, the economy or it's hard to get labor are not your problems. What your problem is, is you're going to have to decide what you want to do with your life for the next decade. And do you want to look up at 32 years old and own a residential fence company with 25 people working for you, running jobs all over the city, and you're running around checking the jobs, and you're checking your profits, and you're estimating, and you've dialed it in, and you've become known in the in, in the area as the go-to guy for fencing. And is that who you want to be? Or do you want to be a lineman? And uh, mm-hmm. high risk, hard work, um, but unions dictating you know, when you're working, where you're working, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're not your own boss, uh, but you've got a tremendous income yep. and, um, and pretty steady too. Yeah. Pretty steady. It's not an old man's game. That's true. Uh, you won't be doing it when you're 60 probably. But I've got to say this, those kind of trades can fund another trade or fund your entrepreneurial venture and you being a small business person if you want to stay in the trades you know i see guys all the time that are jumping from trade to trade to trade they made really good money in one trade that funded them being able to start their business so i would look really hard at that long term what does that 30-year play look like for you yeah what do do we want to do in the next decade where do i want to end up and that should tell you where you're going don't let whining about the economy or whining about it's hard to find good help let me just tell you, I've been running a business for 30 years. It's hard to find good help, <laughs> period. Yep. Most people don't care. Most people don't work hard, so don't hire them. Don't hire most people. i got a building full of champions, but I go through a lot of turds to get some champions, too. You know, a lot of them over the years. So that's just part of running a business, man. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Nothing you're signing up for is easy, but uh, you're the hero material. You can do it. This is The Ramsey Show. <laughs> 